0: This is Lamin Bear. And my name is Johannes Rompa. This is a podcast where I sit down with people and talk about love. In February last year, almost a year ago, I went to I went to New York for a short three-day trip and met met different people there and made 10, 10 episodes and This is now the ninth of that series This is one evening of this trip I guess I was pushing, pushing a little Starting to feel a bit tired I was going to meet Sarika and Christian And, like with all of these meetings, I, I didn't really know what was to expect. It's always there's an interesting tension when you're going to meet people you haven't met before. So I'm just going there with a mentality of arriving to a new space and trying to, to come with, a, with an open heart. And once again, this, it was really a magical meeting. We shared our experiences of of relationships, discussed about how to foster it even through difficult times. I talked about my experience as a father of of three kids and what happens when the youngest has some some serious special needs. We're spending a lot of time in the hospital like what, and also talked about what happens with the relationship in this kind of situations. They're really stressful. Of course, your children, is, your child is sick, and, and and of course you don't, you don't really see each other that much. I was thinking about a quote or something I said during during our talk. Life isn't perfect and. It is not supposed to be. I think that's something I'm bringing along quite often. So, here we, we start the discussion with the, the story of Sarika and, and Christian and, and how they met. I then also share my experiences of, of my life. And what my daughter Lilia has teached me about love and, and gratitude. Here's our talk.
1: So they had given me those cookies and there was a nice gourmet pack of 25 cookies. And my goal was to give them away throughout the next day. And uh, it was a fascinating experience. As I got onto the subway and I said, hello, everyone, I have cookies. I'd like to give them away. Who would like a cookie? And uh, it was humbling because mm. I saw... How I was afraid to offer a cookie to women, I thought mm. women would think I was drugging them up. Uh, you know, a, I was afraid to. How, how di- but how did women react to you, actually? But um, did you I, you, you walked with you walked with the box like? I had it was a bag, and I said, yeah. "Hi, I'm giving away cookies," and some most people didn't. Some people didn't acknowledge. Some said no, thank you, um, and and some said, "Oh, that would be great." Yeah, uh, I think, I think I noticed that I almost tried to find people who I thought needed a cookie, mm. uh, which was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I like was like, "Oh, that guy looks homeless." You know, yeah, 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 let yeah, me try to yeah, give yeah, him yeah. a cookie. Um, <laughs> but uh, the day ended with me giving my final cookie away to this man on my on the elevator while I was finishing my day at work and uh, the funny part about it was I was like would you like a cookie and he was like wow I would really love a cookie <laughs> I've, I've had a really 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 rough day and uh, it was a very s- sweet experience you know brought a lot of joy to the day and if anything, it probably was more of a mirror for me than anything because it kind of showed me some unbiased or my unconscious biases. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah.
2: How, 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 was it like a day's project?
1: Like how, how long did you, like a few hours? Or? Uh, it was the whole day, at okay. least for those cookies. Yeah. And then, you know, that definitely inspired me to do that a lot mm. more. Um, and there were times where it was... Very moving and touching. Yeah, um, Yeah. one time I, this woman was crying and I just, I wanted to give her something and um, actually, something. no, something. actually, no, no, the story, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting it. I was sitting next to this woman and I wanted to give something. I was practicing this and I gave her, I was like, I just gave her a smile card. Hmm. Yeah. And I was mm. sitting next to her on the subway, and she she started crying profusely. I mean, you just gave the card, I just and, gave the the card and, card and I just said, crying. "Yeah." And uh, what happened then? She just was crying for the subway ride, and I was just sitting with her, and that was that. You know, it was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it, you know, some things that are easy to understand, and others that yeah. are leave more of a mystery than not. You know. As to what it triggered, yeah. or what it brought up for that individual, but she didn't talk. She didn't. No, talk. She just cried.
2: No, She just cried. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Did you sit next to her? Or I did. did uh...
1: Yeah.
3: I think she shared with you that this was did what she? she needed. Maybe that's yeah. what I don't remember she... that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure I told you right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: you said that she. Had a really low, rough
1: day, and uh, this was, and
3: this was okay. what she needed. Huh.
1: It was, oh Are you, were you were you there? No, oh. no. But we were together at that time, and so this was our constant back and forth. <laughs> but I, yeah. And you were,
2: you were asking about my that like how how I will do this, like or that that I can take it Yeah, which, whichever whichever mm-hmm. uh, direction I like. But well maybe it's also I mean it this is I, I see this as a as a discussion more than, than an mm. interview. So it's 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 really it's about us three mm-hmm. sitting at the table and and talking. You mm. can ask me questions, and
4: mm.
2: I can ask you questions <laughs> mm. and yeah, and then we'll just see we we'll, we'll see where it goes usually it goes to beautiful places <laughs> mm. <laughs> and and already like a bit tired, but it's but it's i um, I'm really happy for mm. for you taking the time yeah.
1: thank you. Thank you for thank you for coming to see us to have this conversation. <laughs> it's special. How yeah, now now we have to decide
2: like how where to start. And also I haven't done much of this. Like it the dynamic is a bit different when you're when you're three than mm. when you're just two.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. So but maybe I would like to hear, hear first about Like ha- how you met and, and the the waking, awakening,
3: awaken circles
2: and and random acts of kindness. kindness. Okay. I know you told already the story before before we started recording, but. Okay. Is it something you, you both
1: were involved like before you met or like kind of uh, kind of happened for us both at the same time okay. actually you know yeah. um, oddly though I think uh, I think this was around December of 2011 11 yeah that was the first time I went to a, a meditation and it was it was for me just special because I had always meditated on my own how how long how long has it been a practice for you um most of my life you know in some shape or form it has always ebbed and flowed and sometimes a lot sometimes a little less um but i had never sat with others and i'd always kept it to myself Mm, i'd never felt comfortable
4: Mm.
1: sharing it openly with friends Mm. about my pursuits or Inquiries into spirituality, and and you know when I went that one time, I was it's like this is the best thing in the world, you know. It was um, it was from a space of gift, mm. you know, to go mm. to someone's home without any any preconceived notions or to be sold something, or for there to be any to be no agenda. Yeah. To just strangers, anyone can come and sit and sit for an hour and have a circle of sharing and then a light dinner, you know. And for me, that was such a change of pace. I um, was really touched by it and that kind of set my exploration on it and I kept going. And I think mm. that for me, I just to be honest with you, I felt that it was, uh, I was like, I really like this. Yeah. This is my safe space. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't want to mess with it. And I specifically didn't want to meet a woman there.
4: Um,
1: <laughs> because I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to pee in my pool, you know, as they say, you know, because <laughs> you're just like, cause I was like, ah, I don't want to mess this up. And, uh, and, um, for me that, eventually like um and i was actually dating someone at that mm. time um, and truthfully the more and more i got into meditation the more and more i grew further apart from that person <laughs> mm. and uh i had just um left my job uh, working in the non-profit world creating you know a digital learning platform and uh this kind of gave me a real special context to explore. Uh, I think it inspired me to explore on acts of kindness and service, mm-hmm. but stillness, and um, and also I think community, because I I don't think I felt like I was a part of a community before. Uh, but this kind of gave all those uh, colors to it
2: yeah was it something you actually had searched for like the like belonging to
1: a group or? no I hadn't yeah. I mean no I I mean I didn't I think that I mean looking back now I'll say that I I used to go to a lot of yoga and a lot of um, kirtan which is indian chanting okay yeah and uh, i used to be very involved with like the yoga community i suppose but i didn't feel a sense of closeness hmm. because there wasn't a space to vulnerably share what yeah. was going on you know to be really honest about it mm. you know uh the mud you know and and the good parts too but the mud yeah
4: mm.
1: and i think that to have an open space where it's like there's a structure and it's like just share what's in your heart. Mm. You don't have to sugarcoat it, just share. And everyone's job is just to hold space and listen. Yeah. And I think that context was so new for me because whenever I've shared in the past, there's a lot of solving going on. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was very grateful for a space to not have to... So the rule says stop. you just
2: just talk and people listen and, and
1: yeah so and, in the circle someone shares whatever is coming up and yeah. everyone just listens and then you just go around yeah. and uh, whether it's from the meditation whether it's from your day yeah. or whether it's from the passage and uh, I mean and that's um, one after like I think it was five or six months
4: yeah.
1: and by this time I had broken up with the woman I was dating before um, our friend Birju, who held the sits, the meditations here in New York, I was telling him how I was exploring the idea of what right livelihood looks like. What is it? Yeah. Right livelihood. Um, or livelihood, like what is a good, honest, authentic yeah. livelihood, you know, and how you integrate all these different parts cetera, of you. Yeah. And he said, You know, I think you should talk to Sarika, And that was the, you know, we had been in the same cir- circle, but that was kind of the first time we really had connected in a deep way. Yeah. And so you reached out and, and no, actually at that sit, we started talking oh, about okay. right livelihood yeah. yeah. and then it started,
3: uh, no, a, we were talking about intentional community. Intentional that's what community. Were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. living with an intentional community. So we were both kind of exploring what would it what would it take to live and be in an intentional community yeah. Yeah.
2: what yeah. does it mean like intentional community
3: that's something we've been exploring yeah. so <laughs> it's I, I
2: love the sound of it and that's yeah. something I've thought about a lot myself oh, really? like um, yeah and, and like for me it's it's uh, thinking a lot about having um, Kind of being surrounded by people where I am allowed to be who I am, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of cleaning, cleaning toxic relationships, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and giving space to the good things, and also giving myself permission to to shine mm-hmm. <laughs> and to kind of to be what I am and to embrace what I am. Mm. Um that's kind of things I've been thinking about and, and mm. that you kind of need. That it's really difficult to act from Like from a vacuum, yeah. from from like you kind of need, you need you need those people around you that support. support you and and like yeah yeah and that's that's and also the fact that it's it's really nothing to take for granted and and I like, mean I mean and and that those people are difficult to find yeah. but sometimes you just like you feel like immediate connection and, and and that's like super yeah valuable mm. but what, what 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 kind of thoughts have you had about the community intentional community
3: you know we were trying to explore what it would be like like you said to yeah. have a a group of people that support us in our spiritual path and living in the right way um you know that way we align what we're thinking and what we're saying and what we're doing and our um, hearts in our hearts, right, and being around people that help foster that, Mm. you know. So, yeah, we just, we were both exploring, could we create, you know, because we felt that we were all living in separate parts of the city, for instance, Mm. and we were just isolated. I mean, the truth is we're not. You know, we can, we can, I mean, you know, there's the idea of Grow where you're planted, bloom where what what is it? Bloom where you're planted. Yeah, yeah. Versus, um, I, I can't even think of, the, and but you know, and so, um, I I will share that. In, interestingly, we have actually created an intentional community in our in our block by by synchronicity almost um, that we both had had so much intention to create a community that we live in and on our block we have so many service-minded people Mm. and even a community garden that we're a part of and um and so we've somehow managed to create that community here so so just here yeah just on Mm -hmm. our block and it kind of grew out of nowhere (laughs) for us So, um, but the one thing that we do think about is aligning our, our practice, you know, our meditation practice more and more with our community. And that's something that, you know, we had been exploring as well. Yeah. And also just raising our kids in a community like that of like-minded people.
1: Are Mm -hmm. there there a lot of families with children here?
3: There are, there are, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: I mean, I think the idea that I I often think about all the time these days is just, you know, the idea of mil- village making. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's raising children, whether it's being in relationship, whether it's, you know, elders, um, you know, what are all of these different elements that create... Um, create a village or create a community i think i have mm. some kind of uh, nostalgia mm. to a time that i don't even know anything about but where there was a support mechanism uh, and this tension that i think we feel around the individualistic tendencies of you know the system that we are within with yeah. capitalism and such you know we're yeah, yeah. You yeah. have your unit that you have to take care of yeah. and and how that how that that is there mm. and yet there is this sense in I think a lot of us that we're like, and hey, we can't do this alone. Mm. You mm. know, we need you, we need each other, we need we need everyone, you know, and you know, and I think that that comes up for me most of like It's like, maybe if we had a bunch of elders around us, geez, how much easier life would be? We don't, you know, that is the reality, you know, and I, and I wonder oftentimes, and you know, we've been exploring this topic for now five, six years, and we haven't come to any grand conclusions, but what are those conditions or pieces that create a village, you know, and how do we feed that? Mm -hmm. I've been also thinking a lot about that.
2: You said said the tension, but the, the the feeling that people are like things are breaking in a way. We live in a system that's it's not sustainable, and it's it's there's a big change going on, mm. and, and it's it's somehow really tangible. Yeah, like even though it's not that concrete, but that's a problem, like because it's not. It's it's such a strong feeling that things yeah. things are breaking apart, and people don't really know kind of what to do but i feel that there is like a a new new coming of community yeah there there is like somehow like it's been it's like the lungs it's been like from Mm. from from like the small groups and then it kind of kind of shattered yeah kind of this individual thinking but i feel like it's it's coming back it's like creating small like smaller units like like you said like in our block, and it's like, I feel, I feel that is kind of going back to this. that It's like this is the the village, mm. and this is kind of these people. We find the support, and
4: yeah.
2: I, I feel I see it more and more. Yeah, like like, and mm. and the people have these uh, concerns and, and and finding for having the feeling that okay this doesn't work I need something else i need something more i need i need i need i need a functioning system like mm. around mm. me and and there isn't like a clear model for how to do it but but there's clearly like i feel it, it's, it's it's kind of the same same energy everywhere mm. and and and, and a bit depending then on people's backgrounds, yeah. it takes different different like different actions, yeah, let's say like I'm doing podcasts mm. <laughs> and 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 you're bringing people together in your in your in your in your blog and 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 I'm starting to see this like more and more, and I feel it comes yeah. from. From the same place of, of, of wanting to make things yeah. better, yeah, mm. yeah, and that, that, and that's also like kind of interesting. I don't know, is it just the Western world <laughs> that 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 is like? But but like, I come from Finland to New York and and sit down with people, and, and it's a completely the same. It's it's so it's so like amazing to feel like it's it's really like. We're standing all on, on, on the same ground, and we're kind mm-hmm. of having the same prob- uh, kind mm. of problems, but the same issues and the same like not problems struggles. Yeah, like we face, we're facing, we're facing the same things. And I feel it's about. It, it has a lot of t- to do about these kind of social structures. Yeah. They are existing and, and and somehow not serving us anymore. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think
3: that there's um i'm you know sorry for interrupting, but I think that we're also evolving as um uh, as humans in our relationships so uh, there's uh, you know in one model there there are three different stages for relationships, mm-hmm. and the first one is codependence, and if you look at it from the life cycle of a human that's A child, you know, a child is dependent or codependent on their parents, right? The second stage is independence. And that's, you know, where you kind of learn how to take care of yourself, hopefully parent yourself, you know, and and whatnot. And then the third stage is interdependence, healthy interdependence. And so potentially as, um, as a society, we're... You know, I think, especially as modern-day women, I can I can speak about women, you know, we're the first generation or second generation that's exploring healthy independence, for instance. And then now we're like, okay, many of us are independent. Now how do we form interdependence? You know, and I think that's...
2: What does interdependence What mean? does
3: interdependence mean? It is... It's a healthy... It, it, I almost think about the cells in our body, you know, mm. or organs in our body, that they are working in tandem with each yeah. other, but they're not um, and, and of course, there's dependence f- for one to feed the other and and the nourishment of one affects the nourishment of the other. but they're all functioning um, also as individuals yeah, in yes. a way. There's give and take but with, um, with a healthy kind of context. So I think that's a challenge and an opportunity for us right now is how do we rebuild our structures and society so that many of us have actually benefited from independence. You know, we, we love being independent, but now how do we go back and create that village and that intentional community from that standpoint? You know where we can be who we want to be, yeah. uh, sharing our gifts fully, being ourselves fully. You know, and honoring each other, and and then creating um, a community from a place of healthy and healthy relationships. Mm-hmm.
2: Is are these also? You said you you work as a as a love uh, love coach. Hmm. Mm. Can you tell me more about about that?
3: Yeah, sure. So um, right now I work with professionals, men and women, who are single and looking for a relationship. And many times uh, they're...
2: What do you mean with
3: professionals? (laughs) um, People who work in the professional world here in New York, Um, they're business owners or they work in finance etc and they feel very disconnected mm. from themselves and the opposite sex maybe their families maybe they feel disconnected from their colleagues and they feel disillusioned in a way and yet they know that there is something better for them there's a next level of fulfillment that does come through relationships you know 40% of our happiness comes from our relationships and they're struggling to understand why they feel so lonely and so we kind of navigate that together and come to a place of healthy relationship within oneself and then with our loved ones you know healing our relationship with our parents our siblings and then uh, and even the opposite sex you could say Um, and then and then entering or dating in a healthy joyful conscious way and finding a partner that truly resonates with us from a values perspective. So um, it's kind of that navigation. Um, but I would say it's a spiritual awakening. Most people who go through this journey, you know, they're looking for love, but they're also looking for union, divine mm-hmm. union. You know, why are we looking for love? We, we're looking for, for that union um, with God, I think. I mean, I, I could be, I'm sure there's many levels of, why we're searching for love. but, no,
2: but I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in what you think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, so, so that's it. And then finding that sacred relationship, that sacred soulmate within ourselves, I think that's also what many of us are really yearning. And we think it's with the opposite sex, but really it's, or I wouldn't say just opposite sex, it's from, with another person. Yeah. But really we want to feel that sense of wholeness and completeness within ourselves.
2: How, how, what are the processes like? Like how long... Uh, do you have like a certain... How does it typically look like when you when you start a client relationship?
3: Yeah. Well, um, sometimes a person comes in and they're recently going through a breakup or they're in a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, or they've just not had luck in love at all, um, or just patterns over and over, like heartbreak, or attracting, you know, narcissistic people, or whatever. Yeah. And so we go through a process of um, self first, self love, learning to love oneself, learning to accept oneself, and um, and creating some grounding habits that make us feel um you know even if it's gratitude practicing gratitude in the morning or something like that meditating and then we go into a process that i call healing your heart and closing your x-files and (laughs) and that's where (laughs) and that's where we really explore um past relationships and how do we heal from them cut the cords the energetic cords and um, also healing our mother wound and father wound, as mm. I call it. And um, because mu- met many of our perceptions of what how a relationship works comes from our parents. Mm. And the idea of masculinity and femininity also comes from our parents. So there's so much. Uh, I mean, I would say parents, but then our society in general, right? Um, and so there's so much of the unconditioning that we have to do so that we can go back to our true authentic self you know and sometimes I I liken our our um, spirit or our, our, our at a soul level that we are like a tuning fork and when there is crap on the tuning fork mm. then when it rings we hit it then it's it's off vibration and that's what we're attracting into our life whereas when we release the things that are inauthentic to us and then hit that tuning fork, the the sound that reverberates is much clearer and that's what you begin to attract. And that's what you begin to desire too. Um, And then the third step is around um, discovering I call it discover your wow factor, but that's about finding what turns you on as a unique individual, as a woman, in in this case, and um, healing our sexuality. Uh, there's so much as you as we've seen in the press. Um, there's so much around um, sexual baggage that many of us are carrying, and that also affects um, our relationships and our ability to love openly. Um, and then the fourth step is around, fourth and fifth step is around what I call preparing for love. And that's around creating a lifestyle that's conducive to a healthy relationship mm-hmm. and the relationship and communication skills and mindfulness practices that are helpful during dating. And and then it's about dating with confidence, taking proactive steps in your dating life. You know, and seeing dating as a spiritual journey, you know, it's not so much about finding the one, although that is obviously the end goal, but it's the journey. Mm. It's a journey of um, uncovering deeper and deeper fears that you have about love, about who you are and loving and loving yourself throughout. So I would say that's kind of the journey.
2: Yeah, yeah how How did you find like how did you come to this that i wanna i i wanna work with, with, <laughs> with love and relationships and, and helping people
3: well um i uh, it was a cultural thing at first in our culture and in Indian culture getting married is a very important uh, thing for us, so I always knew that. I wanted to find a partner, and yet I had so many challenges in it. Mm. So it forced me to study. I'm also a student, so I just keep studying about you know love and relationships. And eventually I started coaching women and dating. But then after going through a major breakup with someone I was engaged to and having a spiritual awakening, I emerged from that place, and I said, and I asked, how can I serve? you know what are my gifts kind of like how you're kind of um sharing through your podcast i just kept asking how can i serve and um i worked with different coaches and healers and one of them said look you healed from a heartbreak you can help others do that and i and i said no way i'm not an expert in this you know and yet it was you know i had to just take a leap of faith and just offer it. And that's how I started. When was this? And this was in 2012. Yeah. Actually. Oh no, 2015 when I actually started coaching in this. Yes. Yeah. And and by then my relationship with Christian, whom I'd met right after a few months after my heartbreak.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, that was my inspiration really. Mm. Like the finding the love that fulfilled me on every level. Emotional, spiritual, mental, physical. Um, and knowing that that was possible gave me the inspiration to help other people find that kind of partnership. And um, and Christian, I mean, he's been so supportive of me being in my full, mm. just being my full, most fully expressed self, even though I was embarrassed or Self-conscious about offering a service like this, you know, going from a corporate kind of yeah, yeah. It's persona, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm getting curious about, like, to hear both of your experiences of when you, you met and like, mm. from, the time you met that you started dating and was it like,
1: yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, it's, um, you know, when I look back on that time, I think probably the story that Sarka finds to be the most funny (laughs) was, uh, you know, I had actually just gone to a, um, I'd gone to see Tony Robbins, (laughs) you know, and, uh. I mean, on a one, on one-on-one or... I wonder, I, I, now that would be amazing, <laughs> yeah. now, you know. I, I hear that's like a million dollars a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so a seminar. Yeah, yeah, I went to one of the four-day seminars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before that, Sarek and I were talking and I, I, I was like very intrigued or very just like there's something here, you know, in terms mm. of these emails and these discussions that were going on um and but you know i i also felt uh you mean going on between 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 sarika and i yeah Yeah. but there was it was all completely platonic uh i think she probably looked at me more as a brother uh, (laughs) and potentially more as a monastic um than anything romantic and so i'd gone to tony robbins and uh You know, they had us do all these, like, visioning exercises of what you want to attract into your life. And I specifically, and I have it written down in in the book of, I was trying, I was like, it was Sarika, you know? And I had Mm -hmm. all these, like, visions of attracting her into my life. And uh, the week after that, uh, we had a meditation retreat uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. And if I'm honest, the whole time I was, uh, like, we were meditating, but I was, like, sending her, like... You know, like I'm in love with you, you are my queen, you know, and this is I was just sending that energy to her, and um that was the night of a of a horrible storm here in the northeast, where hundreds and hundreds of trees fell down, and there was like big hail, uh-huh. and uh, I was driving people to and from the train station, and on my last ride to drive people to the train station, Sarika offered she said would you like me to come with you and 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 the funny thing is johannes i was like absolutely (laughs) that was the whole point of the day (laughs) um and um and then after that we this was around 11 o'clock or so and we ended up taking around like a four-hour walk that evening (sighs) and and connecting really really deeply on a lot of different things and um you know, I was, I think for, for me, it was this fine line of really wanting to enjoy the sacred space of connecting deeply while also having noticing that a lot of feelings and thoughts were coming up as to uh, my feelings for Zarika, mm. Uh, and you know, how do you respect the two sides of that, you know? And, um, uh, yeah. I, I didn't feel comfortable because I didn't want to screw that up and I didn't want to, this was my safe space that uh. I didn't want to mess up. And, uh, this kind of continued on for some time. And then, uh, Sarika, you know, and we, we'd only talk about spiritual things yeah. and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, then, you know, we were emailing once and, and, uh. And, and I think there are, there's lots of other pieces to share, though. I can let Sarika <laughs> share those. Um, but uh, Sarika said to me, um, actually, like a couple days later, um, she said to me, you know, we were emailing and she said, do you want to take this out of the spiritual realm, you know, and like actually just hang out, you know. And uh, I think you'll understand this, Johannes. Uh, she put a smiley face in the email. And so I automatically thought that meant she loved me. Um, <laughs> as any man would take a smiley face in an email to me. Especially if that's what you want to read. I, yeah, this is what I want. I read into it. You know? I was like, oh, she must. Um, and then we, you know, we had a lovely evening. We had a date you know and uh, I really wanted to make my intentions clear Mm. so I brought her a flower uh, because I was uh, it was important to me that she realized that uh, I had intentions (laughs) in that way I didn't want to just be a uh, I didn't want to just be in the friend zone you know as they call it and uh, and uh, so we had a lovely day of just literally walking and I found that to be the most interesting beginning premise of our relationship that it revolved around walking Mm. we didn't go out on like oh let's go see this show that show to get to know each other we took walks and we just talk about life Mm -hmm. and connect on what we saw and what our life experiences were and that created a really kind of nice regular context and uh the interesting thing that happened was that right after that um so we'd got one on one date and then maybe another. And I, at that time, had had a real inspiration or calling uh, to go walk the Camino de Santiago. What is that? Uh, that is the pilgrimage across Spain. Okay, yeah, yeah. It starts in the Pyrenees and you walk across Spain to, um, Saint, um, to the Cathedral of St. James. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, and uh, uh, random occurrences... That said you should go walk this oh. and mm-hmm. so I just closed up my consulting work and I was like I'm going and I had bought a one-way ticket to to France and um, that was just around the time Sarik and I started dating and what ended up happening I went and during the whole trip I was keeping a journal and I would email her my journal entries mm. and we would go back and forth while I was walking across Spain, which was like nine hundred kilometers or so, and just go back and forth on this, you know whatever was coming up for me and um so were you writing emails back? Yeah, yeah.
3: and there was one night when he was stuck on a bridge all by himself, and it was freezing and he was in a sleeping bag and he called me mm. and he's like i'm all alone it's freezing <laughs> it's scary i have a lot of money on me and yet i'm fully exposed and by myself
2: i thought you you
1: make one well, make that, like it's it's like you make the the walking groups but you, you, you did it yourself oh, yeah I did myself yeah. and i couldn't get to a place to stay one evening because okay. i took a wrong turn uh and uh I ended up on a highway oh. and I had to sleep near a
3: bridge yeah. and I
1: slept on a bridge that night yeah it was a very bad night it was uh, five degrees celsius or so it was did you manage to sleep you know I I had like intermittent sleep yeah. you know like yeah. 20 30 minute chunks yeah. every you know uh, but I it was cold I was scared yeah. and I think I really had a newfound empathy and respect for those without homes, mm. you know. I said, "Wow, this was so painful and so challenging." Yeah, imagine like like every night.
2: I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't and, imagine and that. and I'm not having a space. I, it's unfathomable. Yeah, it is. But I think as you said, a really valuable,
1: valuable experience. Valuable experience, mm. yeah. So, but that space of walking and us connecting. I think just gave us the chance to keep exploring ourselves and one another um, in a very safe, I guess I say safe because it was, you know, the act of writing letters, Mm -hmm. it almost just gave each other a moment to sit with one another's thoughts, feelings, and words and then respond in kind, you know. And I, I really cherished that because I was, the the journey at times was quite lonely, you know.
2: How, how long how long did it? Go?
0: Forty
1: days. Forty. Okay. So. Yeah, and the first couple of weeks I walked in silence, which uh, made it kind of in my own head. Uh, kind of felt like a meditation. Yeah. And I remember we're doing
2: um, we've been together since we were eighteen with my mm. my wife mm. Mm. Uh, and it was my early twenties I, I studied in Sweden for a year mm. and, and we thought okay like how how will we make this work mm. like like how do we make this long distance relationship work? It was before there wasn't Skype then. Mm the first beta versions of Skype came like when mm. I was finishing, or something like that <laughs> um, and and we did this we had kind of both we had journals, uh, so we kind of shared our lives like our our thoughts and daily actions, and then we sent them back and forth mm. oh. and 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 that was kind of really. So every week you could you could yeah. see what the other uh, other one was so we had that practice and then also sending messages and, and just to check up with, with each other and, 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 and calling regularly mm. uh, it just it just came to my mind yeah. was, I, I, beautiful. I, it was it like sounds a, magical <laughs> and but like a year like it felt like like also when I went there, we thought, okay, like let's see, like let's see if if, if our relationship is strong enough, mm. yeah. and and because I really wanted to go for for the school, and and, and Nina supported me, and and but it was interesting to see it, like especially now when kind of reflect on it, that that we were committed on the relationship, and we wanted to to kind of keep it alive, even though we were were separate um mm. and and that's also when I'm thinking about relationships that that's something that it, it is that it's so much also about dedication yeah. <laughs> and in a way it, it like like I'm into every day it is like that I want to be with you, and it, it is kind of my, it's my choice. and
4: like.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love that. It's so funny you say that choice. I think for the first, like, year or two that we were, or year that we were dating, we would often, um, or I don't know if you remember how we had the discussion always that, we're making the choice every day. Yeah.
3: Yeah. To, and we to, continue to. Right? We continue to. We continue to make yeah. the choice to be together.
1: Mm. You know, even though we're married and have a kid, it's like it's yeah. you choose to show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a choice. It you is. can also choose not to even exactly. if you are together, you know. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's there too. Yeah. And, and you have to recognize that. Exactly. And being, being aware. Yeah. Of that.
2: How do you feel Well, like sounds like your relationship was stronger like after after your trip and you yeah
1: I think so I think so definitely stronger I mean I think I think the funny thing is and I'm sure you might have seen this with the journal is just this idea of self-inquiry I guess you're learning about yourself yeah 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 you know you're becoming yourself as you gain that awareness and you're reflecting on it and when you're with someone who can support you in that inquiry and because it's messy
0: mm.
1: you know we don't know to put words to what's in there yeah, yeah. is a hard task and I, I think there is this aspect of how your partner can help you mm-hmm. understand you and you can grow from that. Um, and, of course, recognizing it's a lot of work, too. And I'm sure, I mean, you have three children, you know, and, you know, Sarah and I, we just have one, you know, and, you know, there's work, there's life, and all this, yeah, and there's relationship, it's, it's, And how you still bring that into the day-to-day, mm-hmm. you know, and how you keep those practices that help you keep connecting yeah. deeply it can get shadowed by everything else going on yeah i'd be curious to hear how you do this Mm -hmm. uh, because i thought i had a busy life uh but i think (laughs) with three children i can't Mm -hmm. even fathom you know (laughs) and
2: well i noticed it's, it's something something it's difficult like like it's something especially like Like I said, we have uh, a youngest one, especially a kid, and we often spend times in the hospital. And, and like, let's say, they were like... Or a month ago, we, we spent like 11 days in the hospital. Oh. And and like those peers are, are like... then With my wife, we, we take turns like every night, every second night, s- sleep in the hospital. So... For those periods we just we don't we don't see each other <laughs> like one of us takes care of the, the, the older boys and, and one of the us takes care of, of our daughter um, so especially after those periods it's like ah oh, hi hi i've seen you somewhere <laughs> um yeah. and 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 because there is so much happening like, and so much that takes the energy. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to be really mindful of, and and you really need to want to kind of create that space also for the relationship. Um, And I noticed, like, it, and it's sometimes difficult to, if, if you're not kind of in the same like mental space, uh, I think if, if, if we both are just really tired then it's okay, just to like, we, we take those short moments before we go to sleep and acknowledge each other and, but, but then it gets more difficult when, when it's imbalanced, like one of, one of us, let's say is more tired and and needs more rest and, and, and own time <laughs> to, to to reload and and then to kind of find that find that balance um, mm. and kind of also acceptance that that the needs are all, all can is also can be dif- different mm. um, and and Especially like in family where, where there's five people and and five needs mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so so for me I think it's it's about being mindful about it and, 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 and also accepting. And of course there is frustration and, and it's I also noticed that I lose myself easily, like when when there's so many people around me that that I feel that they need me, mm. so I easily I easily forget that I need to take care of myself too to be able to <laughs> take care of 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 others. Um, so in the same manner that that in a relationship we each day choose to be with other. This too kind of is a daily exercise to kind of being aware of, mm. of the circumstances and being aware of listen, listening to my, what I need and, and, and kind of taking responsibility of of organizing, let's say, for example, also just doing this trip was mm-hmm. was a, a thing that that I personally really needed, and and I felt that this is important. And and even though, like I said, we were in the hospital two weeks ago, uh, so mentally I already like I was also preparing to cancel the trip because if if we have a child in the hospital, I'm I'm not willing to to leave, and it's it's impossible to focus on anything. When you when you worry just worry about your children um, but also these kind of conditions that 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 we know that we are regularly in the hospital and and in the longest period it's been like six months that it's it's easy uh, it's also something that one you kind of have to learn or that that was like for me kind of the biggest crisis when. When um, Lilia was born. Uh, What's her name? Lilia. It's okay. it's the Lily in, in
3: Our daughter's name is Lila. Ah uh,
2: yes. Okay. It's it's uh, Lili. Lilia. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very pretty. Thank you. Um, so when Lilia Lila was born, the biggest challenge for me personally was to accept the insecurity and to accept the fact that she has severe epilepsy that that like any day she can have a a, 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 the character of like epilepsy is that it, it it's really unpredictable especially like at a young age it it becomes Stable, like when, like after after the teens, when you when you when when you're an adult and, and the brain doesn't develop so much anymore. So especially epilepsy is, is like a scary uh, disease because because you can't really can't really plan, like, so there's lot, this element of un- unsecurity all the time. And, and I noticed that that was something I was struggling with a lot, like having having this. I think now after four years, we kind of have s- systems in place <laughs> that allow for flexibility. Let's say, and also, like, I've organized my work in the way that I have a business partner and, and colleagues around me that I know If if something surprising happens, I know that they can... We can make it work, mm-hmm. and, and they also kind of accept these kind of conditions. And um, yeah, you asked, like, how, how does it work? It doesn't always work,
4: mm.
2: <laughs> and but it's also about accepting that mm. and, and, and accepting that. Talk about the relationship, that accepting that right now we don't have time for each other, and and but still kind of seeing that that then kind of talking about it and and being willing to. As for me, then in those situations, it's important to to get the kind of reflection back from the partner that okay. Really, really don't have like a, a a good relationship at the moment, but 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 you are important for me, and I want to be with you, and and we are in this together. Mm. So it, it it is it is a question about I would say commitment, mm. and 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 also and what it needs is is. Uh, like like communication, I think that's just uh, a core, core trait you have to practice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: mm. Thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably. And I think we have so much to learn <laughs> from you. Um, I think one thing that's arising for me is uh, this idea of inadequacy mm. and... Uh, there's something around that, around uh, as a partner, as a parent. You know, how do we, how do we deal with a sense of inadequacy and mm. in who who we are, what how we're taking care of each other's needs or taking care of our own needs, and feeling, uh, and then, and then the fears that arise. You know, and then.
2: I think yeah. it's. I think it's a essential part of parenthood. Mm. <laughs> I
3: mean, right.
2: Uh, like you want, you want the best for your child, mm-hmm. and and at some point you notice that that kind of you can't you can't kind of solve problems for, like, there's a lot of things then, like, like, Mm -hmm. letting loose, like, like, like being, like seeing the role of parenthood and and like understanding, Mm that really like deeply understanding uh, that my role as a parent also is much about, um, like, giving space and and, and like, like, letting them learn and fail and like... Mm -hmm. Like like fall and and kind of letting them hurt themselves and kind of being there for support. What mm-hmm. kind of it's and kind of understanding that that life isn't perfect and it's not supposed to be. That that has been some of my kind of mm-hmm. uh, and I've th- I've been thinking about like, like kind of this of. of like sometimes I think it would be nice if life would be easier <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, but but then I also think okay that that's I don't think I don't think life should be easy <laughs> I am like like I'm not expecting life to be easy mm. um, and I'm um, kind of um, even though... Uh, especially having a a, a child that needs a lot of extra care, um, we I think I feel we we uh, we look at life from kind of through lenses of of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm, and, and that's something that I can choose mm-hmm. mm, There are things happening to me uh, that I can't choose mm-hmm. but I can choose how I react to them or like to be being aware of, of my own emotions
4: mm-hmm.
2: and and I don't say that it's always easy but I, I think this is... A practice also that that gives a lot of strength mm-hmm. in difficult times um, and also like a bit more about the background also from, from when, when Lilia was born she, she had a she had a severe lack of oxygen and, and her condition was really 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 poor hmm. um, and we were planning funerals like the second day and and, and it looked really bad but then she came she came into life and like after that uh, I remember she came home was Christmas Eve and we were all home together and I felt like okay like I'm not asking for anything more (laughs) like 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 that was Mm -hmm. my my highest wish that we could all come home Mm. and we also had um just before Lilia, we had a, a a late miscarriage, which also was like really was really really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of losing losing your child, and then kind of having hopes for a like normal, mm-hmm. <laughs> normal normal easy life, like when when the next child is born. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been a lot of a lot of struggle, but a lot of lot of Happy moments, a lot of gratefulness. But I, but I, I must be honest. At the moment, we, we are quite tired because Lilia has had has had again a difficult difficult period. Mm. Yeah, that's in short. It's, it sounds <laughs> some, like some some thoughts from from our daily lives.
3: It, it sounds like Lilia has has been such a. True teacher of love.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was, I was supposed to say that also. Like, she's, she's our guru. Yeah. Mm.
4: <laughs> wow. Mm. And
2: she's, and she's only four. <laughs> mm. So, so there's, there's a lot of teachings <laughs> ahead of us.
3: Well, and and already what you've learned about being your most—I mean about even pushing your own edges and love.
1: Mm. It's kind of like the, um, it just seems like sometimes the experiences just tear your heart up, Mm. your heart open wider, Mm. you know, just opens it up more and more.
2: Yeah. I think, I think you're, then you're in like, you are kind of then in the crossroad of kind of choosing, <laughs> like like e- either either you kind of either you open up yeah, more or, more than, or, you or close then you then up or, and then like mm. which which I I've also seen yeah and and but that's it's interesting like for example when when I and Nina my wife when we get feedback from. kind of the way we are and the way we handle things. Mm, We always feel a bit perplexed about it because it it feels so natural and and we don't feel that there is any other way (laughs) to be um, and kind of to handle handle the situation. But I guess there are as many ways that there are people... (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, Mm. I was curious to ask you about, mm. about, um, because that that's often also what I get, like, like being really open and and reflective and and yeah. um, so I get a lot of feedback also about, like, because that's not like typical male, you know I. Like characteristics, mm. especially not like Finnish male characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Finnish <laughs> male is typically uh, they don't speak. <laughs> um, this is the kind of characteristics, mm. Mm. and and I had the same experience as you. You said earlier that that you felt like you had a lot of, and I never thought about that myself so much that that most of my friends are female and 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 those were the ones I, I felt I could connect with and and there was this kind of openness and also that's something i've I've been thinking about like lately that that I don't really have that kind of longing for for this kind of also male companionship mm. yeah. <laughs> so like brotherhood where 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 but i'm i'm kind of getting there building up and like like this like meeting yeah meeting meeting other 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 guys who who has has this kind of similar experience of life and 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 being this kind of sensitive sense yeah. and like souls in in Helsinki we, we we started this group of um men of sisu are you familiar with the with sisu, no, it's a it's a Finnish word. Uh, it kind of perseverance, and, and mm. it, it holds a lot of things in, in into it. but there is this um, this girl um, woman, Emilia Lahti. She's working, or she's she's she made a working a PhD on on the topic, and 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 she's advocate. For, um, for like working against violence, and now she's doing a, a a crazy project in New Zealand. It's going on right now. She's running like fifty marathons in a row. Ah. She's running like through the, to New Zealand. Yeah, uh, to advocate uh, nonviolence. Mm. Ah. And so sh- so she. She's putting together these kind of groups, and she also felt like okay, like in her in her close circle, she's got to know men like like us, mm. <laughs> uh, and 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 she wanted to bring them together. And, and now now there is like this group in Helsinki that, that started to have regular meetings and and where we kind of kind of support each other mm. and 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 kind of having this. It's wonderful. That's, support group, which yeah. has been really, mm-hmm. really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, one of the podcasts I yeah. I I'll, I'll need to send the link to you it was the Norwegian Ibn Skelum. He does he has this training program for 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 men. Uh, uh, like it's an online online program. Uh huh. Uh, where the people around the, around the globe, uh, what is it called? It was. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't find the name now. Mm. Which I, I really kind of the the program resonated a lot with me, um. right? and that was like really about, as I spoke earlier, like dismantling this this toxic masculinity yeah. and like like seeing, and and really kind of. Going deep into into like living, living as a man in like fully, yeah, in, in a, and and making some positive impact. Yeah. So it, it yeah. Was, it's been really really strong and 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 it's been important for me also to meet these these people and and to get some tools for myself also to mm. to work on these topics and. It's funny, like for me also like starting the podcast, it, it was like I struggled. It was probably a year or so I was like from my from head having the idea to actually like starting. I uh, and actually one of the biggest like questions was like, am I am I allowed to do this and, and who am I? Mm. I'm not a specialist and like mm-hmm. like and and, and and am I allo- am I am I allowed as a man to mm. To, to talk about love and to kind of create these mm. safe spaces for, for discussion. Um, but it's been, and when I finally got the courage to do so, yeah. and, 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 and it's been so encouraging to have, giving feedback and having people around me yeah. supporting me. And, and kind of the deeper I go with this, the more, <laughs> the, the stronger I feel kind mm-hmm. of with this work. Yeah, and 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 I feel yeah a, a true kind of labor of heart, mm. Mm. and somehow you can't go wrong when it come, comes from your heart,
1: mm-hmm. and that's
4: mm.
1: really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, this aspect around you know. Um, you know just what it means to be a man, mm. and uh, and and I think we're at such a interesting point in our time around. Yeah, it, yeah. There's you know? there's a lot of shifting happening. Yeah. A lot of shift happening, and um, and I think, but even, you know, there's all the outer context that is going on, and then I'm even noticing in the inner context mm. of. Uh, becoming a dad, mm, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, and there's this idea of these different hats that we kind of wear, yeah, yeah, it's like okay, I'm a dad, I'm a partner, I'm a romantic partner mm. and all these you know i'm a I'm a son, I'm a brother, yeah, and what does it mean to be a man and i I think that you know as young as a young boy, I remember so much of the so much of the ideal or, or view of like that uh personification of a man mm-hmm. was in Batman or Superman.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in this modern myths, so to speak, and you know, they didn't need anybody.
4: <laughs>
1: they didn't speak much. And they were men of action. They're very mm-hmm. strong. And mm. I think, in some ways that's that's built into the psyche yeah yeah and uh and I think that you know we as as young boys we we look we look for those models, you mm, know yeah and uh and we put all of that weight on our fathers mm. to be the perfect man and as as I'll say for myself. Uh, clearly not there so you know I think that's a heavy burden for any one man to to carry and I think that this aspect of men coming together is increasingly yeah I think it was something that was there in the past Mm. and you know for me I a very good friend of mine um, you know, started a men's circle here in New York. Yeah. And um, it's just six or seven of us. And we we get together every two weeks and we sit around a fire. And They're actually
3: and on this block.
1: On this block. <laughs> and um, we connect on something, you know. Yeah. And we uh, connect deeply mm. and actually are. And we have this uh, we have what we call arcs or themes, mm. and um, we meet for seven sessions, and we just decide whether we'll continue. And we've been yeah. doing this for two years now. Our current arc is on manhood mm. and what that means. And I think that uh, well i I think that there's so many questions and so much tied into it. You know, I and I, I think that it, this idea of brotherhood, mm. you know, and uh, and I think for, for women too of sisterhood, are really important concepts, mm. you know. Uh, but I do feel as men that there's there's something particular going on, and uh, you know, I, I I hear the statistics about you know suicide with men or so much of the violence Mm. that is occurring has to do with men. And I can't help but say, well, there seems to be something systemic here around how we're raising Mm. men and how we're becoming men. And that it's not as much a part of the conversation. You know, there is no right or wrong answer here, but clearly something's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And even myself, I, I think that, I'm able to be open and vulnerable, but it's still a lot of hard work. Mm. I prefer not to mm. like my habit. Energy is the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to think I'm Batman mm. and don't need anyone's help, you know, that I can keep pushing on and save the day, you know, this lone wolf idea yeah, yeah. And, and the burden that, that can put on our partners. Batman Um, Batman is so lonely. (laughs) He's so lonely. And yet we idealize him. Yeah, He's ingenious. He can always figure out...
3: He has Robin, right? Uh,
1: um, (laughs) Yeah. In later comics. Um, But I think that this idea of... You know, how we're... I, I, I think that there's this at least as it relates to brotherhood and village and all of this, that there is some role there that for men, one another can, can play a stronger role mm. to, to help us grow and help us to be. Mm. Cause you know, I, I, I think like as a man, you have so much emotion mm. you know, even like anger or frustration, you know, and how you feel that as a man. And I don't know what it is to feel that as a woman, but it's, I feel like it's, it's different, you know, there's, there's so much, I don't know, there's physical power in being a man that you can't deny, you know, (laughs) like you just, I feel better when I get to go to the gym and lift Mm, weights mm, mm. and I don't know why. Mm. I need to do that; otherwise, I don't get to take away to ground my energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think this this idea, this idea of what it is to be a man, is just um, and toxic masculinity, and all of these things. It's like yeah, we're confused. Mm. We're confused, you know. We've seen one way in media and all of these things, and all of the books and this and that. And we both know it doesn't work for us. And yet there are no men to look up to as that's the way to go. Mm. And and I think this kind of conversation is a part of that mm, discussion yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, because to hold this space is to to, I think, offer the masculine energy of creating... A safe, structured space mm. to connect, mm. Mm. Uh, and I'm relating that to masculine energy, and perhaps it could be related to feminine energy mm. too. But uh, uh, I honor that, you know. I think that's a that's a special thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think it's. Time to wrap up.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Do you you have something still in on on your mind you would like to share or talk about?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm personally just feeling very grateful. Mm. Um,
2: Yeah, me too. It's it's and that's a nice feeling. mm,
3: (laughs) Me too. I was thinking about the magic of the context of our conversation today and. Just before you came, Johannes, Christian and I were exploring our relationship and we're like, is this it? How are we handling the things that we were, you know, that we're afraid to tell each other mm. and are we ever going to get through this and are we going to be able to intentionally support our relationship even though we're just exhausted and... Mm. Busy and tired, and want to have our own time to do our own things yeah. too. And, you know, and so there's almost this impasse, you know, like there's almost like I was imagining that there's a man and a woman, and then there's, or two partners, and then there's this deep abyss. And, you know, I think it's, it can be. And yet, even though you love, we love each other so much. It can be there. And I'm sure that's the case with our with our children and our parents mm. and, you know, all our loved ones. It's how do we reconcile with that, yeah. you know? And, and there is so much love, and yet there is so much of that yeah. sadness of any distance that yeah, we have. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... I think it's just like a, a daily practice. Mm-hmm. I was... I was like today yeah it was today in the morning I was like feeling a lot of i was like feeling sadness and, and gratefulness sadness for for longing home yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 gratefulness for also for for me being able to to be here and i think it's it's a lot about um Kind of one of my conclusions also of of kind of living a loveful, when I think about living a loveful life, Mm -hmm. has been about um, kind of living it fully Mm. like and accepting that all these emotions and things Mm. can be there at the same time. Mm -hmm. As you said, that there is... um, there is like the longing for to be together at the same time there's longing to be alone and the same time there's tiredness and the same time is there's energy and like like kind of I think it's really important to kind of to see that okay that, that as a matter of fact here is everything mm. and it's here at the same time and, and we can't necessarily Kind of act upon everything at the same time but all these kind of intentions and energies are there and, mm. and like just like in a way making them visible and, and, and kind of being with them and like okay like this is how it is yeah. <laughs> and, and like and, and it's okay
3: mm-hmm. hmm. and ha- but i i think that you talked about commitment yeah and uh, I think commitment is the glue. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Mm. Thanks. Thanks to all the listeners. I just want to say a thank you to Yuri Pirinen. He's been helping me with the sound work and. The sound here you hear in the background is is by Yuri. No, it's exciting now the the New York series coming, coming to an end. There's still one one episode. And let's see what's what's happening after that. Nice to have you along. Bye bye.